You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chalk Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With Renee Canales, Foes, and James Baccioni. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Monday edition of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am Renee Canales, joined in the studio by James Baccioni. Give me more than that. That was a bit. That was a, that was a good sports weekend this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome to Chalk Talk after a stupendous yes. sports weekend. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what a weekend it was. Goodness gracious! We had the Final Four. We had WrestleMania. The NHL regular season ended. We had the Yankees go have a bad explosion on the weekend. The Brooklyn Nets the Brooklyn clinched a playoff Nets spot. Made a playoff, made the playoffs without taking out the Wayne Wade in the last <laughs> day of the season. I mean, whoo! What a weekend it was, ladies and gentlemen. Got a lot to dissect here today on the show. Absolutely. It is Monday, Monday, <laughs> April 8th, 2019. Um, let's start off with the final four, because that's right. That, that's it. that that's where everything. That's where the center of attention was on Saturday night. We had Michigan State, Texas Tech, and Virginia going up against Auburn. And, wow, the matches were incredible. That Virginia-Auburn game was absolutely lights out. Virginia, I mean, that's one that's going to be remembered for a long time. Virgin- no doubt. Virginia takes the win 63-62. With a chance to win their first NCAA Men's Tournament Championship tonight. Um, But like you said, this is going to be one that's going to be remembered for a very, very long time. Um, I mean, there's just so many things to take out of that just one game. If you really look at it, the the, the last five minutes of the game is where, like, everybody focuses their attention on. Of course. Um, And, you know, that's where a, a, a crux of everything happened. I mean... You had human error. I mean, you just had. Well, it was a game where up until the last five minutes, Virginia pretty much was in control. Yeah. Virginia had a, what, a 12-point lead, and all of a sudden with four minutes to go, I was at work, I remember, so I'm looking down, I look up. All Auburn of a sudden, Auburn was a one-point lead. I was <laughs> like, what the hell just happened? So, you know, and then and at that point, it becomes a game because what's happening seemingly in the last, you know, in the Elite Eight and in the Final Four, it always comes down to being a decent game in the last four minutes. And that's what we want. So it's fun when it comes down to that. But, but in those Final Four minutes, so many different things happened that we can have segments on in their own. The missed double dribble. Yeah. The foul in the end. Kyle Guy hitting that, hitting that clutch three-pointer with under 10 seconds. Kyle Guy hitting three... Free, Free throws. throws with the stones on Kyle Guy. <laughs> the onions, he showed in that man. game. The absolute he, onions. to save UVA of the embarrassment of blowing a 10-point lead with four minutes left. Kyle Guy deserves so much credit for what he did, but there's so much more to that game where should that shot have even happened? Should, you know, should Kyle Guy have gotten the opportunity to have that chance to that tie the game? in the corner? That was a foul. No, it was a foul. It was a foul. It was, a foul. It was an absolute foul. There's no foul. doubt about it. Because he went up for the shot. He wasn't given that chance to land, mm-hmm. um, which obviously... It was a foul so any, many different any situation, ways. That's a you foul. could even say it's a foul with the body. It was a foul yeah. so many yeah. different ways. The defender, and, and, the defender closed out. For the Auburn defender, Charles Barkley says it's a foul. No, so there's no, 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 there, there's no about question it. about yeah. it. I saw the replay of that. Absolute foul. There, there's no if, ends, or buts about it. But uh-huh. to call that call 
Which at, it was a foul. At that point and in time. And not call the double dribble on Ty Jerome. Mm-hmm. If the double dribble gets called on Ty Jerome, Auburn gets the ball. Getting and it, it, the game's over. You put it in the cloud, you go to free throws. It's, it's, the, the shot in the corner doesn't with happen. Kyle Guy doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. That opens up so much, such a can of worms of should mm-hmm. that be a reviewable play. You know, you know it's, it's, it's now... But then that it's takes history, kind of change. <laughs> but that takes away the human element, doesn't? I mean, no, it does. At that I point. mean, no, I like, like I just like we said, like we're saying, the call in the corner was a hundred percent a foul. Yeah, that's the, but you, the, you but have the, the double dribble right on, by it. Ty Jerome was a double dribble. So where was that call missed? Where the one was made in such a big moment, but the one they decided to let go in such a big moment? Should that be a reviewable play or not? And that's where it's a can of worms. I'm not saying I think it should be. No, but yeah. should there be something where you can review that in the final two minutes of a game? Because that's a you know that was that's a massive play in the game, which we can't just ignore. That's a huge part of what happened throughout that for that last twenty seconds. Should it be review? Should it be a, a, a reviewable play? I mean, I mean, they missed the call. They did. They missed the call. <sighs> At that point in time, well, college basketball rules are funny mm-hmm. because. Up until I, I believe it was this year, um, they didn't necessarily review any uh, shots at the buzzer at the end of the game, mm. um, which I thought was weird, very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that case, I I don't know if it should re- if it should be reviewed. You're you're taking away that human element from the game, which is sort of like the the pass interference rule in, in, yeah. in football. We're, we're- you're taking away the human element, but in, in the all la- of these games. but in the last two minutes, uh, in the last two minutes of the game, or even in the last minute of the game, where those calls make or break a, a final result, like it did in this one, mm-hmm. chances are it's so hard. It's it, it's going to be talked about, mm-hmm. and even Bruce Pearl today, he was on Get Up this morning on ESPN. He said, you know, just just forget about that because at the end of the day, Virginia ended up winning. Mm-hmm. Our our boys took took the loss, but they took it like champs. You know, like at the end of the day, that's what matters. Virginia got the win; they're going on to the championship game. Right. <clears throat> but the, I feel like the referees should be held accountable in a situation like that, in a big game like that. I mean, if you're Auburn, you feel like you got hosed. Yeah, you did. You did. You absolutely got hosed. In in a situation like that, when it comes down to X amount of seconds left on the clock. You miss a blatant double dribble that could have effectively finished the game at that point. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, they probably would have you know, yeah, I, I no, fouled, got I have, on the line, hit those uh, icing free throws, and that's it. I have no problems with calling a foul in that <laughs> situation in the game on you know Kyle Guy's shot from three. Mm-hmm. In that point in the game, it was a blatant foul. It's a total I have no foul. problem with the referee making that decision to make that call. I don't care what the I, I, I don't care what the situation or what time is left on the clock in any sport in any game. A foul is a foul is a foul. Mm-hmm. So I have no problems with him making that call because that was a foul. But if you're going to make that call in that situation, you have to make the call on the double dribble. Yeah, you have to do it. You have to be consistent. Mm-hmm. It, and uh, and but but that's the issue with officiating in all of the sports. The officiating is not consistent, even in, in any these, sport. In yeah, any that's sport. what I'm saying. So. I agree with your point of you're taking away human element in certain cases of if everything's going to be subject to review, 
They're already under the microscope so much as it is, the referees. Especially in the college game. Yeah. The, 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 the officiating in the college games can sometimes be atrocious. I mean, just like in any sport. Just like in any sport. But in college games, it, it gets put under a microscope. Listen, Virginia won the game. They're going on to the championship game at this point. It's all said and done. Nothing can be done about going back in time and getting that fixed. But these are experiences from which people can learn from, mm-hmm. from which rules can be implemented from. I mean, y- you're not going to make every single call reviewable. And you're not going to get every I, be- call right. Because at that point, you're just you're just taking everything away from the game, everything that made that game possible. And you're making it longer, too, depending on how long these reviews are. I'm sure – I know people – you know, certain people care about length of game. Well, I mean, that was actually a record first half, that Auburn. Was it? <laughs> yeah, it was done in uh, 40 minutes. I mean, it started at 6 6- – Oh nine, I believe, was the start time, yeah. and, and six forty-seven, it was over. The first oh. So they actually had to do an extra four minutes of halftime to work in the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding. That's a fact. But what do you think, man? Because do you think at the end of the day they're going to look back on this game where they missed that blatant double dribble? Well, what did we just see the NFL do? That's the thing. You, College basketball coaches are now going to be able to challenge calls. <laughs> I mean, not not in those terms, but it's a similar idea. But but a double but a, a situation like a double dribble, though. I mean, okay, so it's all the time when a play like this happens, or in any sport where it's a missed call, blatant missed call, in a big moment in time. We all say how much we have the technology. I mean, I do it too. We have to. We have the technology. We need to use this replay. How could a game this big be decided on a play where? Oh, it was a blatant missed call. Yet, anytime we talk about implementing more technology into a game, we're so hesitant to accept it. And that's something that kind of all sports fans kind of do. Mm-hmm. You guys agree? Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have the te- anytime it comes down to a misplay, we're all up in arms saying, "Oh, like that's egregious! Like, why can't you review that? Like, we, this should this shouldn't happen. That's a blatant missed call. What a terrible way to lose a ball game!" But we have the technology to fix it. And we're all worried about it. It'll take a little bit more time. I don't care about the time necessarily. I think the time aspect of it is that if you're investing your time already to watch the game, what's a minute or two going to do to you? Nothing. Nothing's going to happen. You're not going to miss out on anything else. I I agree with you, but there are people who argue length of game anyway because you know two and two and a half hours. Listen, I mean, but but if, if we're all so, if we're all so, you know. Reliant, or, or we're all, if we're also I'm trying to think of the word, <laughs> hmm, reliant Con- context clues, man. Context mm. clues, <laughs> SAT, SAT. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got my name right. <laughs> yes, I got Yo. the 200 points there. <laughs> if we all, that, if that not, I'll, right, I'll make it yeah. simple. <laughs> if we all would want the best, you know, the, the correct result to be the outcome of any game, especially these big games, if we all love, or if we all want the right calls we made at every point in every single game, then we have to accept this more technology. But again, myself included, we're hesitant. And it's just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, we can the see reasoning that. behind it. We, we, and 
we can see that from from every angle and every sport. I mean, advertisers would love it. Oh yeah, sports. I think uh, TV networks would get. I said, why would make how much more money a year if they can put in a little Geico ad in the corner while they're going to video review or like. You, you know, know how they have team. those five. You know how they have those five, sometimes five ten second spots where they yeah. where they have the game in a picture in picture with the yeah. with the they they'll probably do a lot more of those. How much more can Doritos yeah. you know give to CBS for making a little thing during the final four that goes to a farmers review. They love it. They bum, they, bum, 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 bum. you know like I mean you, this you video review see, brought to you by you can have, you could fit in so many different absolutely. things. Absolutely, you, you're gonna you would see that definitely, which is why the you know the TVs and and the radios and you know they, they're not gonna mind that. Because yeah. they're going to the be radios making money. go to a break. We'll be right back. You're yeah. going after this they're, review. They're they're going to be making money off of these advertising. They're, I mean, but just it, it's it's weird. It, it, it's it's weird. A, I, it's a weird line to tip over uh-huh. because we're on I, the we're we're on the fence about it because we want we don't want to see these calls being made. We want to see the right outcome happen, yeah. but we also don't want them to change what we love about the game. And that's the human element. And exactly. Yeah. Because we listen, we we've hear, we've heard it in baseball about how they want to, you know, sort of phase out the umpire, uh, the umpire behind the plate a little bit, where mm-hmm. they want to have their automated strike zone, so that way they get those calls right. Mm-hmm. Or in soccer, how they have the the, the video system re- uh, referee or the video system review, where uh, you know if there's a challenge in the box, it could it, it could determine whether it's going to be a penalty kick or not. And now in football, with the you know the pass interference uh, reviews, now that you, that the coaches have the ability to challenge that, unless it's under two minutes. Even in the NHL, the, the offsides challenge. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just oh yeah, that guy was offsides. Well, you missed it; he was off by two feet. But I think we just honor accountability so much, especially in terms of like as a nation, mm-hmm. where that's where we respect the human element. Someone doing their job. Yeah, but when it's missed, we 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 crucify we, we them. Harp on it, and we go. How can and we, we have, miss but we have the technology to get to, make, right. to ensure that that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So really, where do we stand? It's it's on it's, the fence. That, that's where we all stand. We're on. The, we're all on the fence about it. You, you know what? It, it's like the Sa- South Park episode where the um, future people. Do you watch South Park? Yes, of course. <laughs> Where the people from the future come in yeah. and they're working for a quarter or whatever. Yeah. And then at the city hall meeting, the the rednecks are going, they took her job. Yeah, That's what this is. Yeah. Because we have the officials here who. They took her job. <laughs> and now technology's taking their job from like, them. Like if, if you ask. The old timers, the people who used to see the game back in the day, where there really was no, uh, you know, reviews or replays or anything like that, they're not going to want to change anything. But if you, if you ask like the newer generation, where, well, it's just now we have exactly the like, replay to, to, to get it. it right, no matter what. Even if the call doesn't get changed on the field because the rules say that it can't be changed, we can watch it four hundred thousand times on YouTube or on Twitter the second after it happens, and all know as a nation that it's wrong. Yet they can't change into the game because the rules say you can't look at it. But all of us are sitting there so what are we knowing re- that it's wrong. What, where, where are we really heading with this? It, are we more in favor of this happening for them? Back in the to- day before it, you couldn't go to Twitter. You couldn't go to YouTube. You couldn't find these highlights and watch it 400 times and see you know, 75 angles of it. Yeah. They didn't know. The call was the call, and that was it. Now we see it a second after it happens. And, you know, and even you know, the biggest 
uh, sports networks in the nation tweet mm-hmm. about it saying, oh, like, was this a missed call? Mm-hmm. Like, egging on the people. Like, so we hate it, yet almost we love it. We love the controversy. Yeah. It's it's really we strive for it because it, it, we strive for controversy because it makes conversation and it makes really good conversation and it creates chaos. <laughs> it's kind of like the Joker. <laughs> he was big on creating chaos. Why? Why so serious? New trailer episode for the Joker. I saw, I didn't watch it. I saw <laughs> it. How was it? Uh, you know, it was really? Right. Yeah, it was all right. That's, that's underwhelming. It was. I mean, <laughs> it depends. You would probably like it, maybe. What I don't know. What mean? I, I don't, no, I'm not saying. I, don't, so I, don't I like know. crap movies. Because <laughs> I don't. I do. <laughs> All right, so you. Would I. I, love I hope it's not crap a crap movies. movie because I'm a big Joker fan. Who is the Joker again? Joaquin Phoenix. There we go. Yes. No, it sounds incredible. He's great. Oh, he's a, gra- oh, he's a gladiator. Gra- oh, he's a great. Oh, he's great. I'm not saying he's not. I mean, he's a freak, so it should work. I hope. Well. Th- I hope. I hope because <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> the people who play the role of Joker end up going a different route. I hope he doesn't oh, go down I'm that route. Rest in peace, he's oh. Ledger. He's a great actor. So his 40th birthday, I think, would have been uh, last week. Really? Yeah. Sucks, man. He's a legend. Oh, one of the greatest roles I've ever seen in my life. The Patriot wh- Gabriel. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah. he's the best. <laughs> Melting the um the, 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 the little action. soldier. Yeah, I've well, melded that, but no. But I'm saying, like, gave him the idea to do that. Mm. I mean, it was, it's great, great, dude. Damn it, he's yeah. Ledger. Got a little off topic from the Final Four, but it was a good one. I mean, creates eh. chaos. <laughs> See, I just feel like that game like created so many different things that we could talk about. Like we have a whole show based off that of that last four minutes. Honestly, we could. absolutely. The entire Final Four is just was just great. The yeah, we haven't even touched on the Texas Tech game. We haven't. Which was we'll do that after the, the next segment. Unbelievable game that they had. But what's the final verdict here? Are we leaning towards like just us? Are we leaning towards? That wanting to for 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 the NCAA to implement some sort of review for 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 calls like that down the stretch down in big moments during the game during the last two minutes of of the game, or is that where we're leaning to towards here? I'm not sure. I don't trust the NCAA with anything, so I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> I don't know. It's just again, like we talk about it in the NFL. It's just it. It's, it's like it's, we, can, we, it's a can of worms again, but that we don't. But we, wanna, but I want the cost to be right. I do. So it's tough because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I do want the calls to be right. I think that there is, you know, that's there's, what we there's want. dignity in the calls being right when mm-hmm. they should be what they are. They should be what the rules dictate they should be. So, but you know, I don't know. I just it just becomes what becomes reviewable by how much of a fraction of an inch. It's just opening up so many different other things. But the call should be right. So I guess I am in favor of it. Big Mike. We're, you're, like, hesitant. I don't trust the NCAA. So I don't know what they're going to do. But They're probably not going to do anything. Which sounds like the NCAA. Listen... Human error happens. I Should mean, it be a coach's challenge? Should it be no. a re- instant reviewable under two minutes kind of thing? If you want to do it under two minutes, that's fine. Yeah, D- Do that. Under two minutes. Under two minutes, under five. Yeah. You, you I know, think under two minutes is a good. That's fair. Is, yeah, That's fair enough. Under two minutes, go to a review. review. Mm-hmm. Under two minutes in the, in the second half or yeah. in both halves? Second half. Second half is fine. Because that's really when the game can be dictated yeah. by a call or not. I mean, 
it's it's such a touchy thing because it's like we. I mean, I'd be in favor because I don't want these calls to be. I, I don't want these calls to be blown. Mm-hmm. I I really want the best outcome for this game. So, like for instance, if that double dribble drub, double dribble gets called, the outcome of the game would have been so much more different. Auburn, Auburn would have been in the title game. It would have been Auburn Texas Tech. And then we wouldn't, you know, we, 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 we wouldn't have that narrative of, oh, Virginia, the first team to lose to a 16 seed, is the first team to get to the NCAA uh, championship the year after. Like, you know, now we have that narrative. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but, the, but, the but call, good on them, all, though. For, yeah, good for them. But first of all, the call needs to be made. That's the most mm-hmm. important thing there. In a situation like that, the call needs to be made. Like you said, if you call that foul in the corner on that three-point shot, which was an, Have obvious, the stones to call which the was an ob- obvious foul, make the call on the, other ha- on the other end of the court where a double dribble can determine whether you win or lose this game. Mm-hmm. Well, I-, I agree with something you said. Let's hold the refs accountable too. Listen, you missed a call in the Final Four. We're not going to give you a big game in the regular season until yeah. you get it right. It's that simple. I agree. I've always said that, that the refs should be held more accountable, saying you can't work a big game if you, you know, if you screw how up. How many mess ups do you get before, you, before you're not considered a good referee or official? Yeah. It's, like, it's like those I, replacement refs that, that we saw in the NFL that botched that call against in the uh, Seattle Seahawks game with the Green Bay Packers. We uh, never the saw fail, them again. Mary. We never saw them again, ever. Well, well, that's what, that might have been the moment where Mike McCarthy lost his job. <laughs> I see what you did. It all started from what, that. I see what you did there. Uh, but you know what? For a big game like that, where kids' futures are, are either made or lost or, you know, situations like that, I would say, yeah, that's the best thing to do in that, in that case because you're eliminating that moment. But, at the but same, in a good way. But at the same time, think about two of the biggest moments of the sports year so far. NFC Championship game and the Final Four. Final Four. What are we talking about? We're not talking about the games that were played on the court and field. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the, the officials. We talk decision. about the Saints-Rams game more than we talk about the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. We're probably I, talking I, about the Auburn-Virginia the Auburn Virginia game more than we talk about the game tonight. And that's a problem. Or is it? We love it. I, I we love it. But, we eat it up. But most of the focus should be on oh, it the should players. Be. On oh, the field. I agree, it's but, a problem, but, but doesn't seem to really resonate but, as one. But you, br- and, but you brought up the question before: Did the Auburn Tigers get hosed? Were they hosed? They were hosed, just like the Saints were hosed. Ah, oh, man! There's no denying it. I mean. That I mean, they scratch and clawed their way back in, only to get oh, done in by that. Damn claw. it, man! Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! <laughs> Don't stop it! Keep going! Don't stop! No, I mean, yeah, it's Don't stop true. till you got enough. <laughs> They're down ten points. They come back, and you know, to lose on a call like that, it's just it's, you feel for the kids. It's tough. You forget these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids. Well, that's what I'm that's what I was getting at before. These are kids that in games like these, their future is made. Kyle Guy Kyle Guy became a hero. Yeah. He became a national, you know, figure. He became the guy. He was the Well, yeah, I mean moment. That's the subject. Because there's no 
there's no there is no Kyle guy sh- shot for free throws with that, if that call gets bro. made. That kid guys. That, that kid, kid has onions. Oh, all the fly. credit in the world to Kyle guy. He's great. He, not not his fault that the calls happened the way yeah. they did. No, for sure. Kids get kids got it. He can he shoot it. He really He's does. a tough kid. He's a good defender. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we're gonna keep talking about the final four, and then we'll get into the There's championship another game. game itself. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean. Not only was it just Virginia and Auburn, I mean, we saw just an absolute clinic from Texas Tech on on Saturday night against the Tom Izzo-led Michigan State Spartans. So we'll talk about that as well here on Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Fear the beard. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, more Final Four talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Networks. All right, so Texas Tech also played Saturday night. They played Michigan State. And Texas Tech, one of the best defensive teams in the, in the country. Some would say mm-hmm. they raided them. <clears throat> yeah. God. I mean, I was going really, to bring up at some point, are they the best defensive team college basketball has ever seen? I mean, what they did on Saturday to Michigan State was just absolutely absurd. They... Stifled them defensively. Yeah. The I mean, entire game. We talked about that Friday. We did. We did. I mean, what was the way to beat Michigan State? Make sure Cassius Winston doesn't control the game. What did they do? They pretty much shut down Cassius Winston. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a huge factor in this game. Not. No. And the they role- were suffocating on defense, closing out all perimeter. I mean, Texas Tech. They're Stif- not, they're stifling. Not, stifling. They're, stifling. They're not the the best team. They're not the most athletic team, but they work so well as a unit. You just said it. That's what wins in this tournament. Mm-hmm. It's not individualism it's not who's the best one-on-one it's who's the best team and that all stems from the coach mm-hmm. oh yeah I mean Chris Beard is I mean I, I'm not even I'm, I'm not convinced that he's gonna not gonna get a big fat contract somewhere else after this thing is all the said co- and done he, AP but, coach coach of the year I mean what he's <laughs> done with this program I'm thinking UCLA is looking at him UCLA is actually looking at Rick Barnes looking at everybody see <laughs> looking at everybody Looked at Jamie Dixon, but he can't even get out of his bio from TCU. <laughs> so, but just hire Luke Walton, UCLA. You'll be, you'll do fine with that. <laughs> is that the, is that really the role the the role they want to go down? I'd have no issues with that if I were them. I mean, according to sources, real quick. I mean, since we touched on it, uh, Barnes is deciding between UCLA and the Tennessee Volunteers. So, if he leaves Tennessee, we know why. It's because Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield—they're all leaving. So, but back to this game. Um, what we what we saw Texas Tech do was just absolutely insane. I mean, the final score: sixty-one fifty-one. I mean, I mean, the fact that you hold the Michigan State Spartans to fifty-one points. I mean, the Vegas over/under points on this game for the championship game tonight is one hundred and eighteen. That means less than a sixty-sixty yeah. game. Wow. And I mean, with the defense that they play, I would not be. It's I'd be I would not be shocked. This could be a very low-scoring, pretty boring basketball game. But you know what? It could be a very Fun, fundamental game to watch oh, in yeah. terms for the pure basketball fan. It's gonna, this is going to be a different game from an NBA game or mm-hmm. a chuck-up threes game. This is going to be a game is, of guys who can work the ball around and find the open shots and hit them when they're open. you got to capitalize when you're open in this game tonight. Because Virginia, Virginia's got a really good defense as well. Yeah. Oh, yes, they do. And what, when you and talk both, about... Sorry. No, no, go, go. Both teams play as a team. They don't have the one player who's going to take it mm-hmm. over. 
I mean, people are going to say, oh, Jared Culver on Texas Tech. Yeah, but he's good. Moretti's a very good Ta- shooter. Tariq, uh, Tariq Owens um, For- went went down uh, the other day, but he actually came back. He returned yeah. to the game. Uh, that kid, they had they, kept, they have a kid. Uh, I forget his first name, but his last name is Mooney. I mean, he played lights out as well. Yeah. I mean, they had that. Like you said, Not it's Mooney. it's a unit. Mm-hmm. It's it's a unit type of a team, and you, you can say the same thing about Virginia because yeah. because Virginia They're mirror images been, of each other. Virginia could have I think you know, Virginia could have been down for the count a few times, and, and they rallied together. Do we want to talk? Do we want to get into the championship game now that we're kind of talking about both teams? You want to do it? Kinda. Yeah, let's do it. Championship game time, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, uh, we have Texas Tech going going up against Virginia. I, I mean, just just because for all the marbles. Just no, I, I'll let you set that up again. My fault. But just because, I mean, really, the Texas Tech game was just the name of the game was smothering defense by Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and Michigan State didn't hit the open shot when they had a couple chances to. I mean, that's really what it was. There's really not much more. There wasn't any controversy. There wasn't any missed referee calls. No, no. There wasn't one player who took over the game. It was just smothering great team win by Texas Tech is and, what it was. And that's it, and defense wins you championships. No matter how many no matter how many times someone says it doesn't. Defense wins you championships. And look at what this Texas team has done. They played stifling defense the entire tournament. And it's gotten them to the championship. The entire game. season. The yeah. entire season, yes. Big twelve uh, uh, Big 12 tournament, they played stifling defense. They had that one loss, though. West Virginia. So West Virginia. But, but that's all right. But, but because look at where it's gotten them. Look at where they are. They held Gonzaga, a team who averages 90 a game, to 69 points. Michigan State's probably a team who scores probably close to 70, 70 points. Held them to 51. 51. I've heard the term Cinderella team thrown around. This is not, not a Cinderella, Cinderella team, team by no, no, any no, no, means. There are three. There are three. No. There are three. No, not at and all. A, a well-deserved three. Not at all a Cinderella. No. But now, <laughs> not, if you, it, not, not if you told me Oregon, then, then okay, I'll say, oh, even you know, Auburn as well, a five. Auburn, yeah. If they had ball ball, it's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> UCF, Cinderella team, go for it. But Texas Tech has played this way the entire year. They deserve to be in the conversation. They deserve to be a three seed in the tournament. And they've deserved everything that's come their way. Actually, let me get, uh, do one more thing on this game. Now go for it. Uh, so before the game, before this game during the weekend, I think it was Friday or Thursday it was, Tom Izzo made a statement. He said, I have to win this game um, to validate my career at Michigan State. He said, it's the personal thing for me. He goes to have two. He's like, I have the one championship, but to have two is just something that I need personally as validation for my career here. Obviously, that's not gonna. He's not gonna get it. Yeah. They, that's they lost. At least, yeah. But do you think Tom Izzo needs another championship to validate his success at Michigan State? I don't. No, but I think he wants to be included in, in the same conversation as a coach, you know, K. A, a coach Shevsky or or coach uh, Roy Williams from UNC. You know, coaches that have won multiple titles. But isn't he? Isn't he almost kind of already in that conversation? Like, who's really? Who's really? Talking about coaches in college basketball and not no, you always Tom bring Izzo. up Tom Izzo and Coach K. I mean, how many Coach Final Williams. Fours? How many Elite yeah. Eights? How many four-year players where team players want it? They don't have a recruiting problem. They have a problem where they can't get guys out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I think he's personally in the conversation for one of the best coaches in college basketball. Oh, I don't think he needs that second championship Would- to validate it. I think mm-hmm. that will just. You know, raise him even more, obviously, but it's va- not doesn't need it to validate think, him like he puts it. I, I think it's maybe more of a personal thing, more of a personal validation for himself 
because he I guess he sees all these accolades where the, you know people do include him in in, in, in some and one of the best coaches to ever coach a team in, in college basketball. He but he probably himself doesn't feel that way because of the fact that he's only been able to get that one championship. Even though he's he he's been to the final four on numerous occasions where he's he's had teams that have been some of the best teams that that is in the back of his mind where I'm I might not be the best coach. I I, hmm. I I don't think I'm up there with the putting himself out there in a spot that really you know you don't have to. He's put it all. When you think of a college team, you don't necessarily think of. You look at always brought up because Tom Izzo won two and more national titles, and he wants to be up in that class as well, which he shouldn't because he's already in that class. That's what I'm saying I the think. longevity of his career, not jumping from school to school. Being able to keep players, like you said, who want to play for him, that's good enough to be a top coach in the nation, which Tom, he is. Tom Izzo in the NCAA tournament is 48-20 and 20 in his career. He's 2-2 two and two in the NIT in the few rare occasions that he's actually yeah. coached. I'll, I'll look NIT. more at the 48-20 and 20 in the tournament. 48-20 <laughs> is absolutely what you look at there. Our poor NIT people, man. He's been at Michigan <laughs> State since 1995. It's not like Tom Izzo's on the hot seat. No, no, no not no. by any means. Not by any uh, means. He's a top it's just 10 interesting that he would feel that way, I feel like. And the fact that he would put that added pressure on himself when it really, like, no one asked him that. He just said it. No one said, you need to win this to validate he, yourself. He said, he came out and said, I need to win this for right. myself. Motivation. Hey, no, no more, power, more power to him. Yeah. But, I mean, that's not like anyone's making fun of him or anything for oh, no. not getting the job done. Yeah. Tom I mean, Tom Izzo has eight Final Four appearances, six semifinal losses, one national championship loss, one national title. I mean, that within itself, that's a resume right there, man. You, you see it. He gets to the Final Fours. He gets to within 40 minutes of the championship game. Yes, his team might not always get over that hump, but he's always in the conversation. His team is always towards the top. And how many times have they won the Big Ten title mm -hmm. yeah. and the Big Ten tournament? That's important, too. It is. The, the consistency like I, of a school is a reflection of how you're doing as a coach. But like but like I said, it's I, I this is more a personal validation than oh, it sure. is you know, for everybody else to validate him. This is more on himself because I feel like he's – you brought that up. I feel like he's tired. Mm-hmm of the same old narrative of Michigan State being one of the favored teams to get to the Final Four and to get to the championship game. And but, that but it doesn't always come to fruition. Mm -hmm. I think that's just what it is there. And and listen, we brought it up, Coach K, Coach Williams, you know, these guys that are that are that are mainstays at their schools. We're not in that we're we're quickly approaching that time where that's not going to happen anymore. Mm -hmm. We're going to see coaches bounce from school to school. We see it in college football it all the time. Yeah, we see it now. We see it in college basketball. We, we just brought it up. Rick Barnes. We see it in professional sports. We, yeah, we see it in professional sports too. Rick Barnes. He's at Tennessee right now. Tennessee was number one this, this, this season in the college basketball rankings for a few weeks. They were one of the, t one of the favorite teams in the NCAA tournament. But now he's mulling an interest from UCLA, and now he doesn't know what to do. But we we rarely saw that from a Tom Izzo. We rarely we rarely see saw we, we, we rarely saw that from a Coach K. We never saw that from a Coach K. Yeah. The only other job Coach K ever took the US job. was a USA job. Yeah. And before that, he was at uh what was it Army? Army. All right, so, so let me throw it out there. 
Where does Tom Izzo rank in college basketball coaches today? I think he's got to be in the top, top five. five. Okay. And what more validation do you need? You're not uh, going to be better than Shostevsky. Maybe you can become a better than Roy Williams if you get one more. May, I mean, they're close. I guess they're comparable. I, I mean, the but only no difference is no one's going to put Roy, you over Shostevsky in no matter what. So I don't know what he's really looking for, honestly. No one's going to put you over Bob Knight. No. I mean, he has enough respect in the game where I feel like to put that added pressure on yourself, I feel like – it's unnecessary. It's just unnecessary. I don't, I don't think it was necessary. Listen, it, not, it, that, not that he's wrong for saying it. I mean, if that's how he feels and if that's his motivation to get up, fine. Like, like I said, more power to him. But I just don't think that I – don't, I don't think that he needs another title to validate his career at Michigan State. No. Listen, if we're all constructing a list of top five college basketball coaches of all time, we're going to have Coach K in there. Bob Knight's obviously going to be in there. Izzo's going to be there. Calipari might be in there for, for a lot of people. And John Wood. And, and Wooden. Those are going to be a lot of people's top fives for coaches. And Steve Levin. <laughs> okay. Steve Levin, baby. <laughs> Poor Chris Mullen. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk about Chris Mullen for a second because that's exactly what you said, Tony, before. What's de- what determines the stability of a program is mm-hmm. usually the head coach. Chris Mullen's in a situation at St. John's where they're – you know, he's got one year deal, one year left on his contract, and they're thinking, are we going to extend him or not? What has he done in the last four years to prove that he should be extended? You know, it's, it's a situation where he's obviously the best player to ever come through St. John's. He's a big face in New York sports for that program. You don't want to, like, you don't want to sever ties. You don't want to show disrespect. But at the same time, you can't give him another extension if St. John's has a bad year. So No, it's yeah. a one-year prove-it deal. Yeah, it's just kind of like... He took he took over a program a program that was in shambles though. Well, I mean they've had good recruiting classes and he hasn't really done anything. But this but but that, that all came to, that all came to fruition though this year with 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 how the team started off with with the team getting ranked at one point with I mean and and I know I understand that at the end of the year where it really counted they really fumbled everything that that the fact that they couldn't even get one win. Down the stretch, the fact that they got absolutely obliterated in the Big East tournament, that, that's, a, that's a dark mark on your resume. But even still, the fact that you were still able to get the team, although it was in the, uh, the first four-in game, you were still able to get the team to the NCAA tournament. I, mean, I, think, that, I think that's where um, – I, I agree. I think he still has that, that prove-it year mm-hmm. for I next year. I wasn't necessarily more talking about the contract extension itself. I was more All just right. saying how that's – you know, how the fact that he's such a legend there, but the program hasn't really shown any stability over the last four years or really hasn't shown any growth and success that much of what they expected is why they're hesitant to give him the contract, whereas a Tom Izzo has been there for so long and he's the guy. How many coaches do we say be, who be, have that stability, who have that consistency? Exactly. And St. John's, while, yeah, they have their ideal dream like head coach at the program right now at the helm, the fact that the program hasn't been able to Stay stable in his time there is why they're hesitant to give this guy mm-hmm. who they would love to give the contract. That, that, the that's why. That's why Luke Hartnessycle was there for years and years and years because they just, had the consistency yeah, I'm just, there. That's where I'm saying how many coaches now in, are in college basketball who have that other than a Calipari, uh, a Bill Williams, South. a an Izzo. Yeah, I mean, there's Bill just I'm just saying there's a limited Ma- amount. Mark so, Few in Gonzaga. Uh, Gonzaga, yeah, he he does it legitimately kind of under the radar because. 
look at where he is. If you want to talk about one of the underrated coaches in, in, in college basketball, Mark Few is up there. Yeah. Because of the fact that he's doing it in the West Coast and nobody knows it. Any, nobody really pays I attention mean, to Gonzaga. I mean, I don't know if and nobody knows it. Gonzaga's a pretty big program. They've been no, they are, but they because of the fact that they play late-night games or sometimes they're not on ESPN all the time, like a Duke or a Michigan State. I mean, they've been a one seed what, like three of the last four years now, something like that? I mean, so. But, but he, he created the stability of the program. Oh, sure, sure. I, I, sure. And that's kind of what I thought but they're you were not, they're, I wouldn't Morrison. consider Gonzaga necessarily like a mid-major. They're, they're a pretty big. No, they're big. not no, a major anymore. Not. Yeah. I, I mean, if you want to talk mid-major, I, I know the guy's jumped ship, but look at what Brad Stevens was able to do with Butler. Butler. Sure. I mean, I, that's. The perfect example because of what he was able to get out of a team was a legitimate Cinderella team. And he did it for for and and he did it was for there multiple for years, years, yeah. Multiple years. I one hundred percent agree with that. It's just Tom Izzo's stability and the fact and at the program and what he's been able to accomplish and especially in the tournament and in, like you said, the Big Ten tournament over the years. He just doesn't need the validation, and that's to, to put a bow on no, that. Well, he, he doesn't need another title, in my opinion, to if validate it's a pers- his If it's a personal there. thing, okay, you you want to create you you, you want to give yourself more, more more motivation to go out there and continue coaching and continue to coach these players the way you do. Fine, by, fine by us. But on a, on like sort of a national level, you don't need the validation, no. sir. You're one of the best but, co- five coaches in college basketball right now. What and in his, you, you can make the argument for history. You can be in the, in, in the top five, top ten of coaches of all time. All right, l- let me ask you this. How much do you think is the off-the-court stuff, the issues at Michigan State regarding certain – The recent thing? The recent things. I mean, does the, do you think that puts a little bit more pressure on him? No, I mean, a lot of people have come out and really said, especially in, like, the national on, like, sports outlets and stuff, on so national sports media outlets, saying that Tom Izzo did nothing wrong. Like, he's, there's been yeah. a lot of defense for Tom Izzo, a lot of support for saying he's he, a head coach holding players yeah. accountable for trying to, for mm-hmm. doing their job. I mean I, I mean, I personally don't have a problem with anything that he did. That's what yeah. you go to Michigan State for. You go to Michigan State to be coached by Tom Izzo. Mm-hmm. So the, when he starts coaching you, you're going to say, oh, he's – Telling me what to do. Yeah, that's what you signed up to do. So I have no problem with that at all. All right. But I mean, I don't know. To answer your question, that's not really what you asked. But <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think that he's letting that affect him. I don't. Well, I, I'm not saying that he lets it affect him. I'm saying like that's what gets talked to about be a dis- to, is, in the does, media. Can being a disciplinarian still kind of work in yeah. today's world? Is that what kind of what you're asking? I, I, I'm kind. I think what I'm saying is. How we took what he did to Aaron Henry in the first game, yeah. and we're saying, "Oh, does this work?" And you know, Tom is such a bad guy, but look at what he was able to get but out like, of it. But like he said, that's what you go to Michigan State for. Oh, I agree you go with you. there to be coached by Tom Izzo. Just like if that happened at Duke, you go there to Duke to be coached by Mike Shashevsky. That's, yeah. that's the that's the benefit of going exactly. to a program like that. Yeah, because you know that at the end of the day, they're doing it for the best interest of you, for you to make you the better player. You don't go there for coach for Tom Izzo to tell you, eh, I'll, I'll hey, talk to you job, tomorrow. Hey, good job, buddy. Yeah. Better luck next time. No. Go out there, bust your ass playing defense, get back in transition, score buckets. He, that's what you go to do. You know what he that, does? He turns, he turns boys into pros. So that's why you go there for. So that, that's literally what it, what it is. Uh-huh. That's literally what it is. But motivation, that's for himself. Yeah. Just, like Jimmy said, just to put a bow on that. Yeah.
But we'll, we'll get into the championship game. In yeah, because that, that's what we were supposed to do. But we ended up not doing that. But we still stuck with college basketball. But <laughs> we're going to go to break. When we come back, the official start of the 3 o'clock hour. And we'll speak in depth about the college basketball final tonight. Texas Tech, Virginia for all the marbles. 920. Brutal. Ugh. Abysmal start. Abysmal start time. I hate it. Hate it. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, phone number to call 631-676-2968 if you want to join the conversation. This indeed is Chalk Talk. Um, on, on the night of the, ch- of the national championship game for men's basketball in the NCAA, Texas Tech going, ag- going up against Virginia. Right now, Virginia is favored by one point uh, in the spread. But, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, it's a battle of teams that work as, as teams. They work co- cohesively as a unit. Texas Tech is one of the best defensive teams in the country, and, I mean, they've shown it in this tournament. And Virginia is just gritty. They, they, they. There's moments where, where you question. I mean, they're the, they're the um, their team ability of to play, but they. It seems that. Yeah, the I, Purdue I think, game, yeah, yeah, the Auburn game. It, it seems as if things are falling right into place for them. Um, let's break it down a little bit. What, what do we see happening in this game, uh, Jimmy? Texas Tech's defense against the quote unquote team of destiny. To me. I, I love Texas Tech's defense. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt about it. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. The 118 point overall total that that Vegas has, not sure. I agree with that. I, I think this. I think both teams score. Oh my! Wow, as that hit him. It. Yeah, P- Pirates pitcher, the Pirates Cubs. He just the got Tyone, rocked in the head. He, yeah, he but, got hit in the head. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, that's not a good sight. Oh. But um, back to the game. I thought uh, I hit him in the glove real quick. That's yeah. why I didn't say anything. Wow. Um, but. <laughs> That's startling. Sorry. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. Yeah. Hopefully he's good. Um, but what was I saying? <laughs> Texas Tech's <laughs> defense. I love Texas Tech's defense, but I don't think that the – I think this will be an over 60-point scoring game for both teams. I think the game's kind of going to open up a little bit when it gets a little tighter in the second half. Um, or when both teams are trying to trying to make their run in the second half, I think we see defenses open up maybe a little bit more, knowing what's online, what's, what's at stake. To me, though – I think UVA has the better playmakers. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think Texas Tech is a really great unit, but a Kyle Guy, a Ty Jerome, I think those are two guys who are better playmakers who I want the ball in their hands in a big game like this more than I would trust anyone on Texas Tech to have the ball in their hands in a game like this. So I think having those two weapons in a Kyle Guy who shows he's, who showed he's got the stones and definitely against Auburn – and a Ty Jerome, a playmaker who's also got that capability of making those big buckets at any time. I just think that might be a little bit overwhelming for Texas Tech in this one game. That's how I see it. So I'm going with UVA on this one. You brought up Ty Jerome. He's averaging 5.4 assists per game. Uh, and on, uh, the, the Red, uh, on the Texas Tech team, Jared Culver, 3.7 assists per game. So you can see there, that obviously, just based on no, the Jared number. Jared Culver's a good player. I just – I think the combination of the two guys – it's going to lead to problems yeah. for the Red Raiders. Because mm-hmm. I think one of them is going to get hot. And I think it's going to be Kyle Guy. I think he has a performance for the ages tonight. One we remember. Not bad. I don't know. There's just something about that defense. And, and, and like I said before, defense wins these championships. And, I mean, it's gotten him this far. 
they're obviously not going to shy away from what's gotten them to this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texas Tech's defense, we saw it against Michigan State, which is a team coached by Tom Izzo, who we've known to be a, a gritty team. They And they locked down Cassius Winston. Locked him down. He wasn't able to do anything. I think Texas Tech defense will 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 prove to be a little bit much for UVA. Like, uh, but like you said, they have playmakers. They have Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome. Those are two key players in this in this in this game. Uh, D. Kite, uh, the big guy in, in the, at, at center, he's going to prove to be probably a, a handful to deal with. But I think Texas Tech can find a way. It'll be close. It'll definitely be close. Um, I'm going to go with Texas Tech in this game. I'm going to go with them. Big Mike, your thoughts on that? I love both teams, the way they play. Because, you know, we've said they play as a unit. Defense comes first, offense later. I think, though, there are points where Texas Tech might become very reliant on a Jarrett Culver. As to a point where Virginia, you got Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome, exactly. Deon, uh, Hunter, Diakite, Jack Salt, and the depth, I think, of Virginia also could keep bodies fresh. Mm. I just think that's a, a recipe for success for Tony Bennett's team. Uh, Virginia, but it's going to be really tight and really close, in my yeah, opinion. It's like, to me, it's like it's hard to come up with with who can win this game because of the fact that both teams have have positives mm-hmm. that that sort of mash them together like offensively Virginia is 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 a is, is a pretty good team as we see there with Ty Jerome and, and 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 Kyle Guy we see that but then you also can counter that with the defensive style the stifling defense that Texas Tech plays. Virginia so, I mean, Tech's who's a great gonna, defense as well. Who, and that's where I feel yeah. like they're like, – Well, yeah, they I mean, yeah, they're they arguably one of the top five defenses in the game as well in this tournament. So, I mean to, – to, to me, it's who's going to give way first. I just feel like the Kyle Guy, the Ty Jerome, and the other names we went, mentioned, the Hunter – It adds are, an are, are the offensive weapons, the explosive weapon that's going to win this game. Those three – I mean, those just, just – they just have more guys, I feel like, who can get to the hoop. It will hit that big shot who – just more options to mm-hmm. to kind of pick apart that Red Raider defense a little bit or hit the open shot when they get that open shot rather than the Texas Tech guy who's going to hit that open three mm-hmm. or hit that open mid-range shot when they get the open shot. Because I love UVA's defense not as much, but pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Do we have a score for the game? Do you want to try and predict the score? I, I mean, I'll put it at like 72-65 UVA. Okay, Big Mike. Sixty-four fifty-eight UVA. I'm gonna go sixty-six sixty-one Texas Tech. All right. Free throws down at the end of the game to ice it. Mm. <clears throat> so who do you guys think is a better coach in this one? Because this is a pretty that's, interesting that's coaching tough. matchup. That's a Tony that's Bennett tough. or a or Chris, Chris Beard. Beard. I mean, oh. the what Tony Bennett's been able to do for this team. In terms of last year getting humiliated in that first round, being the first team ever one mm-hmm. seed to lose those 16, coming back being a one seed and now being in the tournament this year, I mean, pretty darn impressive. Mm-hmm. After on countless times, you know, being that one team that everybody thought was going to be that team to lose to a lower seed again, like they did last year. I mean, what Tony Bennett has done 
to sort of right the ship a little bit when it comes to playing in the tournament, it's incredible. It really is incredible. Um, but what Chris Beard has done with this program at Texas Tech, I think they're on even platforms, man. I'll be honest with you. I think they're even keel. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, and think about where both guys came from, yeah. too. Tony Bennett was Washington State. Chris Beard, I believe, was Arkansas Little Rock. And now they're in the national championship game because of their bread and butter, which is coaching great defense. Although you would think Chris Beard would at least have a beard growing out, but... <laughs> No. Take either coach, man. Both have done a phenomenal job at where they're at. Those are coaches you would want to to be at the head of your program. I mean, I could see this easily coming down to a game of which coach makes a better execution play during a timeout later in the game. That's what I'm saying. Which 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 one is going to give way first? That that that's just what I think this game is going to come down to. Who makes the mistake first? I think Texas Tech makes the mistake first. I think to each his own, right? I, I listen. But I, no, but it's it, a pick them. It is. That's a th- that, I mean, that's what's so knows. difficult about this because you can't really come to a to a firm conclusion, a firm decision as to who you want to take. Because if you take UVA, you can point out their positives, but you can also point out a negative. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Texas Tech. You could point out the positive, the positives, but you can also pinpoint a negative. That's just that's just what it comes down to. I mean, have we really seen? I mean, it, this it, isn't the battle of the Titans no, that we all not. expected in this championship game. We were all looking at a Duke, Duke North Carolina. Yeah. You know, it's it's Duke yeah. Kentucky, yeah. blah blah blah. You know, yeah. Is it better? Yes. Parity is a beautiful thing. For the, for, I mean, for, I don't think the ratings the, will be as high. No, no, that, ra- that, that's what I was gonna get at. For 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 like just a casual fan, they're not gonna want to watch it because they see oh Texas Tech. Oh, what do they have? Oh, Virginia, uh, maybe, but if you, if they saw a Duke on the schedule there, they'd be like, oh, Duke. I know a lot about Duke. I, I Coach K, Zion I know, I know him, Zion. I'm going to go and watch that game. I, I think something else that hurts the ratings is something you and brought then, up oh, before. Oh, the time. Oh, 9.20. That is so dumb. So dumb. 8 o'clock. It should be 8.30 the latest. Yeah. 9.20 is ridiculous. It's going to end at midnight. Yeah. And like you said before, I got to wake up in the morning. Yeah. Remember a couple of years ago, the Villanova-Carolina game, mm-hmm. the shot at the buzzer? You know what's crazy? How many people missed that because? I actually time. caught it because of the fact that I got out of work late. <laughs> if that game was a little bit earlier, I would have never caught that. I mean, I know I'll probably be up just because of it's my the game, work yeah. schedule. Also, I don't really go to bed normally until like 4 a.m. Yeah. But <laughs> I, 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 I do have to wake up for work tomorrow morning early, but um, – I'll probably be end up watching it, but I mean, it does make out for a great basketball game on paper. Mm-hmm. Might not be the most sexy matchup, might not be the most appealing matchup with all the superstars well, we that we want to see. It. But for the basketball fan, for the real you know basketball purist fan who likes enjoys a good basketball game, it should be a great one. It should. Yeah, I think so. It's just that for the guy who doesn't need to see a ninety-eight to ninety-six scoring yeah. game with guys hitting threes left and right, no possessions. Because that's not what this game's going to be. This game is going to be a game of who can capitalize on the open shots, ball of movement, defensive rebounding, and this that's is, who's going to control the glass. Might control this game. This isn't the Houston Rockets against the Golden State Warriors. It's not. This is, no, not even. It's not, not even even going close. to be anything close. Nope. This is going to, to be a defensively gritty game. That's I'm not even what. positive we three we see all that many three pointers. 
Could be trying to work it inside. I'm not even positive we're going to see both more teams than play such points great. Both teams play amazing perimeter defense. They mm-hmm. close out so well. Texas Tech. I was watching them against against um, State. Against State. I mean, smothering. Close out. Smothering. Defense. Absolutely. Smothering. Stif- it's stifling what they do. Second you get the ball, you look up. They were rushing their shots yeah. because they knew the second they looked up, there was going to be a guy in their face. So it just gets the, the, the shooter so out of rhythm where they can never get in that rhythm. That, that's why when you, you said it earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to what you said earlier, Michigan State, when they had the few opportunities of they open had a few. shots, they, they had a they, few. They, it felt like they needed to rush it because of the fact that they were conscious yep. that those it's players were going like, to close oh, wow. you out. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, I need to rush this time. My timing you is off. You end up looking both ways, and then that throws off everything. You're, you can't you, believe you, have to, you actually have that half a second. Your timing is so off because of just the, the type of defense that they play, which is, I mean, outstanding. But, yeah, that 920 start, it's just, oh, man, it's so annoying. It's like the ske- like I brought it up on Friday, the scheduling in baseball. Like, it, it, it's stupid. You had a Sunday night game we're cat- at 837. We're catering to the West yeah, Coast. It's, no, uh, uh, we don't need a, to cater a, a to A game that, that features Texas and Virginia. We don't so. need to cater to them. For what? What are they? <laughs> Nothing. We need. I mean, the game's always going to start at what? 6.30 there, 6.20 there. Not, not even everyone's home from work there. No. In LA traffic, yeah, Seattle traffic. Stuck, no one's home from work. The fr- they're stuck yeah. on the freeway, so bro. They're going to watch the game anyway. <laughs> they're stuck on the freeway at that time. Come on. <laughs> oh, Come they're going to hear it on the radio? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Makes me sick. No, literally, it makes me sick because I wake, I stay up too late, and I wake yeah, up in the morning, yeah, and I don't yeah. feel good. So we have our... First caller uh, of the day. Uh, hello, caller. How's it going? Hello, caller. How you feeling this morning, Renee? Uh, you were I'm probably <laughs> up to what? Two in the morning drinking, watching dudes in oil wrestle each other? <laughs> it's actually 1230, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Two in the morning drinking whiskey, watching oiled up dudes wrestle each other. Yeah, you know, I'm not awesome. actually, I'm actually not a big fan of whiskey. You sent a snap. You were doing almost that exact same thing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> What's up, Jeff? What you got on mind, man? Listen, man, is this the future of college basketball? Like, you know, they're probably going to be doing away with the one and done. So, like, we just doomed to see senior-laden teams with no NBA talent whatsoever playing in the Final Four? Mm, it's a fair question to pose, but I said, I mean... Some would argue that it's doomed. Some would argue that it's something that they would enjoy seeing. You're seeing more of a team game the way basketball hasn't been played in a long time. A lot of people like that, but this definitely new generation definitely is not going to take on to that. So I can see your point. I mean, if they do do away with the one and duns, yeah, it's it's fair to say. I never really thought of it like that. I mean, who's going to call it exciting? The 2.1 Nielsen rating? No, yeah, no. I, I said earlier, I do. I don't think the ratings for this game are going to be all that high, especially, you know, if we had a well, Duke. Well, it's going to get ratings just because it's the championship, though, right? People will just yeah. tune in because it's the championship. Yeah, but imagine but, I mean, a Duke Kentucky would ratings would be through the roof. This now, one. I know you guys watch sports, but if you went to the, the the average fan and you said, "Name me, name me two guys from each team," do you think they could do it? No, no I don't. No, I don't. No, not at all. No. They don't get the same love as how we brought it up, Duke, Star or power. Michigan State, or UNC. They don't get the same amount of love as you know those other big schools do. So, well, they get the best players, and who what do you want? What do you really want yeah. to watch? You want to watch the best players. You want you wanted to watch Zion in the in the final. You you know you want to see Coach K going up against Coach. Do I wish Zion Roy was Williams. playing tonight. Yeah, I kind of do. A lot of people do. Not a lot of people feel like that. Well, then he should have beaten Michigan State. Well. <laughs> well, you know what? But isn't that the 
paradox of basketball right now, though, too, because everyone's saying, oh, I wish Zion was there. And then in the next breath, everyone's saying Zion should have sat out because he's risking his career. It's true. You can't have it both ways. No way. First of all, he should have sat out anyway. No, no you're way. right about that. No way. A lot of people make that argument. There's that Nick mm-hmm. Bosa case to be made, right? I think it's a stupid yeah. argument to make. I, I don't like I don't that. I don't like that argument. The, the fact that he should be more focused on the draft. No, I mean, that, that, put, that's a kid that had a good head on his shoulders. Really quickly. Yeah, so that, I don't think that was too much of an issue going in. No, mm-hmm. I mean, for, but for the month that he was out, then you know, yeah, that question was real. It was, it was posed. posed. Yeah, but, it was posed, and a lot of people answered it. But it's stupid to even think about it. A kid like that, he had a really good head on his shoulders, and he said, "No, I'm playing with my team." That's yeah, it. that's it. Is, it. is it a really a stupid question to ask? Because listen, and no one wishes this on anyone, but if he had come back and tore his ACL and then wouldn't be drafted until the second round, people would have said that he should have sat out. Do you honestly, if he? I mean, you could say that for any player in any sport, though. But if he had gotten hurt in any position in, in any time in their career, but if he had gotten hurt again with the ACL tear, like Jeff says. Couldn't you still see a team maybe bottom or mid first round still take him just for I would pure, just pure talent? Yeah, yeah. You'd still take him. You still take a chance. Yeah, on him. yeah, but the money he loses though, right? Like that's like I think the general consensus is that he's a top five pick. I think that's pretty safe to say. And the money in the top five versus money in the bottom five of the first round is night and day. Yeah, but he would he might make that back in endorsements and other well, I mean, things. It's just if if you're if you're a free agent in hockey or baseball and you're on a contract year or if you're in a contract year in any of these sports, you're what are you going to say if you had a good year before that that I'm not going to play this year because my contract's <laughs> up and I want to get I don't want to get hurt and risk my trans getting more money. I no, mean, they're, they're going to go out there they're going to play better than what they usually do. And then they'll go back to whatever. You know, so style you're saying of play, Le'Veon though. Bell did a weird thing? Well, I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, whatever. I'm we got with him. Le'Veon okay. Bell, though. <laughs> well, that's a weird situation. I'm, that's true. I'm I'm with people getting paid. I don't think that the, I don't think that you should make college or kids go to college for one no, year. I don't either. No. I'm with people getting paid as well. I have no yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I'm you just, 18 and you want to go to work? Go to work, son. No, I'm, I'm no. All I agree about, with that. If, if you if you are a potential, I'm all about high school talent going to the NBA if they're ready to do listen. It. If no you, it, uh, we're not saying we're going to see LeBron James type talents all the time, but if you if you're gonna if you're gonna be a talent like a, uh, a Kobe or Tim Duncan, a, a Tim Kevin Duncan Garnett, or Amari Stoudemire or Tyson Chandler type talents, you know that can come out come straight out of high school. Go for it, bro. Do it. Do it up. You're gonna get paid right away. But if you if you need to go to college to perfect your game. Go for two years. Mm-hmm. Don't go for the one year. The one year, what, what's that really going to do for you? It makes the college money for the one year. <laughs> yeah, if, it doesn't, oh. if it doesn't make sense, <laughs> it makes dollars. <laughs> the, the other thing is, right, under or over five times, we're going to hear that one dope say, send it in, Jerome, one more goddamn time. <laughs> send it in, Jerome! <laughs> <laughs> we're probably going to hear that a bunch of times tonight. I like Ty Jerome, but I hope he misses every shot tonight just so I don't have to hear that. <laughs> oh, man, don't oh, wish that upon the guy. <laughs> Come on. Jeff, man. who do you got tonight? Oh, Virginia. Clearly they were they were one of the best teams all year, mm-hmm. and I just think that there would be something redeeming and poetic for Virginia to win the national championship a year after they were the only one number one seed ever to get bounced by a 64. 
I agree. I think they're the team of destiny. I really do. I think they have that magic momentum behind them. Some the 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 basketball gods are smiling on them. I also think they have more firepower and more better players to beat Texas Tech. But it's like the basketball <laughs> gods. And they're one of the best teams almost every year, and no one ever talks about them because they don't ever get a Zion. They don't ever mm-hmm. get Cam Reddish. They don't ever get, you know, the super sexy one-and-done kind of guys. What about the stones on Kyle Guy? Dude. The onions on this guy. one, you huh? want stones? Give me some Jack Salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got some serious onions, this dude, man. He really does. I mean, dude, when you look at when you look at Virginia's lineup, they can play any kind of basketball you want. You want to go small, they got guards out the end, right? You want to go a little bigger, even Diakite is a stud. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, Texas Tech plays great team basketball and great defense, but they don't have guys that can put it in the hoop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's, that's why it's I, Culver, and that's about it. Yeah, Tyreek Owens, if you want to put him in the conversation, but he's not great. The point guard Moretti Moreno, yeah. yeah, not bad. It's gonna not, be. A cl- it's gonna be. It's going. It's going to be a close game, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Virginia has more guys like I see playing on the next level. Yeah, I do too. But, but when you're naming those guys, though, Big Mike, right? When you're naming those guys, sure, I could give you Virginia's bench guys like Braxton Key that are probably better than Moretti. Oh, I, I agree. That's why I took Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> I think the depth of Virginia is going to be huge tonight. Anything Dude, else? Oh, I love Jack Salt. Dude, man, just put poor salt in the wound. Honestly, I don't even want him playing basketball anymore. I want to see, like, some sort of super heavyweight division in UFC and watch that dude fight. <laughs> oh, dude, man. He's a rough dude down low. He is. That's true. It's <laughs> the school. grit, man. It's the grit. It's that old school. But uh, got anything else, Jeff? Nah, I miss Fogarty. He'll <laughs> be back soon. Yeah, yeah sometime. At some point. Nah, I mean, I, I mean, let's get it straight. I mean, I don't really miss him. I just want him here so I can hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Once football season comes around, you'll see him a lot more. Obviously, oh, dude, he's got to be unbearable right now with that. that he was over uh, the moon. He was over the moon for sure. When we brought it up to you, know, he's over the moon. I, I haven't mean, seen I or spoken to him. That's kind of dude. You're paying a defensive end like a quarterback. That's going to mean they're not going to be able to sign some other key guys. That, that, I mean, they that, couldn't that, lose them though. Yeah, they they, yeah, they, they kind of had to. They really had no choice. I mean, Do you, I mean, is that true though? Look at what look at what Kansas City did. They let, let Houston and D Ford and let all those guys go. We don't know how good they're going to be with that. Oh, there. they're going to get younger and faster through the yeah. draft. It's going to be we'll beautiful. We'll see. I mean, but but they had to make a choice, right? That, like they're ma- the Dallas is making their choice, like Kansas City is making theirs, because they they let D Ford and Justin Houston go because next year. Tyreek Hill needs to be paid. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> so they're making if their they choices right now. Dallas is too. I mean, I just they're I, gonna they're gonna have problems keeping the entire defense. It's possible. That is very possible. But uh, Jeff, we got to go to break, man. We appreciate the call as always. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great day. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna go to break, and we'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Um, let's move on from college basketball. We spent the first hour and a half of the show talking about it. Um, and let's get let's move it's on madness. to the NFL. Huh? 
It's madness. It is madness. It's just unfortunate it's not in March anymore, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's move on to the... End. I think that's just... It's called March Madness, but it ends in April. Whatever. Um, NFL, Antonio Brown. Can't seem to shut his face up. Why? Why can't you just, for the life... For the, for, for the life of me, shut up. You keep sticking your foot in your own mouth. What is wrong with you? What are you doing? I mean... He, go ahead. He takes your company slogan a little too far. <laughs> what would Brown? Do? What can Brown do for you? <laughs> I'm trying to let you go. <laughs> I mean, it's not only just the things that he's saying; it's also going back to the actions that he's physically doing. Like we always go back to the couch story on this show. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's just this is a guy who got everything that he wanted, worked out in his favor, got a raise out of being. An ass. An ass. And now is still taking shots at his former teammates. For what reason? Who knows? What, why? And now, uh, today, just earlier, while actually we were on the air, um, he, I guess he posted on social media a DM from Juju Smith-Schuster while he was still in college asking Antonio Brown on t- about tips on, on how to be a better receiver. What are you getting out of this? You're only making yourself... Seem like more of an ass than you already look like. Yes, I have the tw- I have the DM here. Yeah, I can't. I, I actually I was looking for. It. I couldn't get it. My Twitter's being stupid. It says he says, "What's up, AB? I'm a receiver at the University of Southern California. I appreciate all your work. You're a great man on and off the field. Do you have any tips that can help me take my game to the next level? Thanks, man. Wh- okay, and and what is Antonio Brown getting out of this? What what is that supposed to do to? If- to Juju Smith-Schuster's appearance. Well, it's, also, it's also a guy with Juju Smith-Schuster who, throughout this entire Antonio Brown saga, never said one no, negative thing about him publicly. No, he never said one thing. Never spoke up, said, this is my team now. Never yeah. said, I want him out of here. I said, Antonio's going to do what's best for Antonio. It's fine. This I, is just so unwarranted, and this seriously makes me inquire about the mental st- like health of Antonio Brown, honestly. Like Juju Smith-Schuster. Is this a guy I want anywhere near my locker room? On social media, on Twitter, Juju Smith-Schuster, this is from his Twitter account. He said, all I ever did was show that man love and respect from the moment I got to the league. I was genuinely happy for him, too, when he got traded to Oakland with a big contract. And now he takes shots at me on social media? This is a guy who I'm pretty sure had your back the entire way. Like you said, this was a guy that never said a word about the entire situation. This was a guy that... As he said here, when you got traded, was extremely happy for you because you got what you wanted. What? What led to this? I mean, is it is this just now that you're taking shots at everybody that was a part of the Steelers organization? It's is just, that why what you're are going you after? Looking back and taking shots at the Steelers organization, they did everything that you demanded that they do. I mean, I, I, we always talked about how, yeah, the Steelers might have gotten robbed getting just a third and a fifth. They could have traded. I don't your, care what the hell they got. They, they could have got a a, a freaking. Bucket of new footballs. I think they won this trade, getting they, Antonio Brown they, out of the building. They could have traded his ass to Buffalo. They didn't have. To, I mean, I think I would have taken anything. I would exactly. He's gone. I don't want this guy. He's this guy's Antonio Clown. He's a cancer in the locker That's room. Great. He is that an absolute good. cancer. I mean, that was just underrated. I didn't want. I didn't want to go a really moment good. without saying that that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but but he, the the dude's an absolute cancer in the locker room. Third and a fifth. I understand Give me why o- anything. I understand Take why him. Oakland wanted him, because Oakland's just as bad. They're meant for each other. Yeah, you can't spell dysfunction without the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> yeah, you can't. What, what, 
Antonio Brown, for the life of me, what are you getting out of this? Are you getting some sort of happiness? You get? Are you getting a chuckle out of this? Do you want to just keep your name out in it out, out there in, uh, on on front page news, on back page news of the sports sections? What for what? Like we said, well, you got your contract already, bro. Shut your mouth. And go out and make the Oakland Raiders a playoff team. You want to prove to everyone you're the best receiver in the game? Go out and do it in Oakland. I mean, there's no denying his talent. Oh, he's very talented. No, he's an otherworldly talent. Is his talent worth no, it's this? Not. No, it's not. I don't, I don't care what anybody Is anyone's says. talent no. worth this? No. Uh, no. This is like next. This is a new thing every every couple of weeks with Antonio Brown. We're just he just looks like a complete ass. You brought this up before before with the show. Is he worse than TL? Is this worse than what whatever Terrell Owens did? Because TO made himself look like an ass as well. That's true, but but not to this extent. Not to, dude. This, not extent. to this extent. Terrell Owens is also a guy who cried over a quarterback. People, over media ripping his quarterback, his teammate. And this is a guy that doesn't care. He'll rip his quarterback in the media. A Hall of Fame quarterback, too. Mind you. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, no, no. No, Romo's not a Hall of Famer. Ben is for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, for, for, for to take shots at Juju, though, we, you said it. Didn't do anything. He, he sent you DMs while he was in college asking for advice. Like he said, crazy. What how, is wrong with that? Crazy how big that ego got to be to take shots at people who show you love. You, you know, I hope Juju Smith Schuster has 120 catches this year. Is that could it be something to do with that? That Juju is going to be the guy in Pittsburgh now, and Antonio wants to bring down any but sort of what that. Does, but what does that matter to what him? That should, How the hell do I know? I'm no, not Antonio no, Brown. No, but I'm saying, what should that matter to him? You're in Oakland now. Worry about working with Derek Carr. That's what should be your number one concern. Stop caring about what Pittsburgh and Juju Smith-Schuster and whatever relationship he's going to have with Big Ben does. Does he care it about football ma- anymore? No, it's not. To him, I don't think this is ever about football. This is about him getting his money and making everybody else seem like they're little what is people. He, what did he say? I don't need football. He doesn't. He's, he got his money. I don't need the game. I want the game. I don't need the game. All right, that's what he said? Yeah. More more along the lines of the game needs me more than I need them. But there's Le- but, League's but, been around before him, yep. and the league will be around after Absolutely. him. Absolutely. league will be better after him. There's other I'm wide, sick of this guy. There's other, there are other wide receivers that can blow him out of the water. Oh, yeah. I understand his talent is is otherworldly. I get it. He's, short, he's small. He can jump. He can run. But there's other dudes that can do that, too. And they're just as good. And just as good. If not better, some of them. I mean, it's also kind of like, where did this all start? Where did this all stem from, if Antonio Brown being this massive malcontent? Is it from that video that he leaked a couple years ago in, uh, in uh, the locker, locker room? room? But even then, it was like, oh, Antonio it Brown messed leaked. up. That was full-blown out but there. But it wasn't was like Antonio Live. Brown's like a head case. It wasn't Antonio Brown's out of his mind. It was just kind of like, oh, Antonio Brown made a bad decision. Ever since then, this guy has just been on this downward spiral of you know self, what it, self-detrimenting self activity. You know what, what it could possibly be? We probably just didn't care enough to look at the bad, stupid crap that Antonio Brown used to do. Because they were winning. Because they were winning. The video comes out. The, Brown, the, the Steelers aren't winning. 
Antonio Brown's stupidity gets put under a microscope. Now we see every little thing that he does. I mean, the Browns and had a chance to win last year, and Antonio Brown didn't play in the game where they could have, where they had a chance no. to make the playoff game. And and now, I mean, now obviously he's not there. Now the Steelers have a chance to sort of get rid of the situation and get past it and move on. And they're not talking about and it. And they're not. But he, he just is. can't seem to shut the hell up. Let me ask you this. If you're John Gruden or Mike Mayock, you, you've you got to call him at some point and say, this is yeah, getting out the, of control. Yeah, but at this point, he is more than that organization right now. You paid him big money. You yeah, but not for this. You paid. This is something. All right. So if you didn't ask for this, then why did you go ahead and trade for him? You knew that because you want the production. You want the production, but you knew the ass and nine stuff that he does is going to come with it. Of course, you knew that was coming with it. So you but can't they, tame but, it now. You can't. But you could say, "Come on, Let, let's let it settle. Come on, let it settle." And then just go out on the field, prove your worth, and you'll show everyone in Pittsburgh that you're still the top guy in the game. But he doesn't care. Nothing's going to stop him. Like you said, I don't need football. Football needs me. He is. He feels like he is more to them. What they are to him. Than what, what they are to him. Pete. Look at it, dude. You're not God. You're not. No. You're a jackass. That's what you are. Shut your mouth and move on, jackass. Concentrate on football. Concentrate on getting your money. Jackass. Getting your advertisements, jackass. <laughs> Stop attacking people that showed you love, jackass. That's what you are. Literally, that is exactly what you are. It pisses me off. Like, no, it, for what? What do people get out of that? Nothing. Listen, if you want, it smells like coffee in here. Jeez, it smells <laughs> pissing me off now too. I, hate, I actually hate <laughs> the smell of coffee. That's why. But my bad. No, but if you look, if you want to talk about your issues with Ben, go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. You want to talk about your issues with Mike Tomlin? Fine, bro. You shit, write a book, bro. You if want, you got wait, that wait, much wait, of an issue, on, write a book. Hold on. Hold on. You want to talk about your issues with the organization not wanting to pay you? Okay. Every team has some sort of drama. When you go out and you take advantage of someone who looked up to you, who you were supposed to help them develop, and guess what? Juju wouldn't have had the two years he had without Antonio Brown. But he was drafted, and he was developed into a really good receiver where the Pittsburgh Steelers said, you know what? We think we've got something here. So now you're on the market. We're going to move you and make Juju the one. Don't be jealous that you got replaced here by Juju. Well, Juju won the Steelers voted player of the year last year. I think that's, that's where, where that, that, that sort of so, stemmed from. That's, so, where, yeah. this, that's so, where this certain scenario so, stemmed so from. Th that would be the description of? Jealousy. Exactly. That would also be the description of a jackass. Oh, I agree with you. I didn't say he wasn't, did I? No, no, no. But I just feel like I need to he, he really is. put it out there that the dude's a jackass. Listen, he is. No one's going to say he's not. But to post a DM from Juju like saying. Like you're taking it far.
You're, no, 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 it's not even taking it far. The kid wasn't a pro, and he's asking you for advice. The kid hasn't done anything to you. Yeah. The kid ne never has he once bashed you for the stupidity that you were doing. Just because he says things like, oh, I'm going to stand with Ben because Ben's my quarterback. And just because he got that's voted. That's not a shot at you. Just because he got voted team player or MVP, whatever it was that he got voted for, that's what you're going on? This is what this is, what this is based off of? Are you serious? Like, come on, bro. What are you, a child? It's petty. It's just a guy who got everything he wanted plus everything you, he asked for, everything he demanded, and he's still not satisfied. You don't even see this that often from, like, 10-year-olds, bro, from 8-year-old, 9-year-olds. You don't. Listen. But you're seeing this from, like, an almost 30-year-old dude or 30-year-old dude, whatever the hell he is. Listen, he'll be real content in Oakland winning five or six games. A guy that can't even come up with this, with a good hairstyle? <laughs> and a terrible nickname? Yeah, Mr. Big Chester. You, get, what? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Yeah. So, I'm sure he'll do something else in a week that we'll be talking about. I'm sure he'll do something tomorrow. Brown, he just comes up way too often on this show for just stupidity. And it's just stuff that you can't defend. It's just indefensible actions, words, quotes. It's just... But but look at other top receivers in the game. Just arguments like Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins. We're not talking about them for actions no. off the field. Although we could because DeAndre Hopkins is a great man after what he did with the um, child who was killed in Houston. Mm -hmm. Gave his game check to the family and paid for the funeral. We don't talk about that, but we talk about this clown. I mean, the Giants traded Odell Beckham because he was a distraction. Odell Beckham never did this. No. A former teammate of Juju Smith-Schuster is safety Justin Reed of the Houston Texans. He says he's looking forward to taking on Brown this season. Um, I respect this game, but I can't wait to smash this dude. Sort of back. He's back. He's you know backing up his former teammate in Juju Smith-Schuster. I mean, that that's what this dude's now doing. He's putting him. He's putting a target on his back. From a lot of people. What's a what's a five thousand dollar fine? <laughs> yeah, they're not gonna mind. They're not gonna care. Yeah, and Anto sure everyone, everyone on the team will split it with them. Yeah. And Antonio Brown's got a friend who will cheap shot people right back in Montez Perfect. Well, I was gonna say now he has yeah now he has that teammate there. <laughs> He'll do it right back to you, bro. Do they play this year? Who Steelers Raiders? I believe they do. That's awesome. I know the Raiders. Uh, no, they don't play this year. No, they don't. Okay. Right, oh, wait. I was thinking we have our. Uh, I'm NFL thinking of the, schedule guru here in I'm the corner. I'm behind the glass. Yeah, yeah. Tony, in my ear. <laughs> I'm thinking of the Bills because the Bills and Steelers play each yeah, other. Jets Steelers play this year in uh, mm. Pittsburgh, I believe it is. No, I think Pittsburgh comes to MetLife. No, I don't think so. Do they? They come to MetLife? Yeah, right. I, 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 we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank I, was, you. I was there yesterday. I saw the Jets home opponents and the Giants home uh, opponents. Okay. Your word over mine. <laughs> <laughs> False um, advertising. False advertising. <laughs> MetLife Stadium. We apologize. Just, just, it's just like it's the MetLife Center, not stadium. According to Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do, brother? <laughs> just Jack, to wrap that up. Just Antonio Brown's <laughs> just a guy who I wouldn't want anyone near near, just, near my locker room. I think the Steelers getting whatever possible return that they got, I don't care what they got. They got rid of Antonio Brown, and that's a win in my book. Put it like I said it. Antonio Brown? Put it like I said it. You're just a jackass, bro. Move on. You 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 ended that 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 part of your career of your life because you wanted it to end. 
Now move on. You're in Oakland now. Mm-hmm. Worry about the Oakland Raiders. Worry about your chemistry with Derek Carr. Worry about John Gruden putting in, putting you in the best positions to actually succeed for when you guys move to Las Vegas. Other than that, keep everybody else's name out your mouth, man. Keep it a buck. Keep it moving. Let me just throw one last question in with this. This and the other news that we talked about last week. Who looks worse in their situation of what's going on? Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Antonio Brown. Well, yeah, I think Antonio Brown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers really hasn't necessarily gone out there and bashed. Aaron no, Rodgers, no, Aaron Rodgers is also in the, still in the same still in the same with the same organization where all this occurred. He's not right. burning bridges but unless it's with your brother yet, and your family. Yeah. Right. Antonio that. Brown's just I don't know. Yeah, there, there's other choice words for what Antonio Brown is. I'm just not gonna give him the time of day to do that. So we mentioned MetLife. We got a couple minutes left in the show. Big Mike, I want your um, reaction on last night's WrestleMania. You were in attendance. I was in attendance. There's a lot of there was a lot of things that happened at, at, at yeah. WrestleMania yesterday that were you know that were great. They were great to see. We was it cold? It wasn't too bad. They had the heat warmers on for the. Uh, on the ring for uh, the main event, though. Yeah, th- at there that was point a, in time, there was a little breeze towards the. I really end, wish but... it rained. That would have been awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Not for you, but, but... listen, I, waiting for the train to get to Penn Station, it started downpouring yep. in the line. So, right, so we got the show off. Just I saw a time. sledgehammer. We yes, did see. We, it. Did, we saw two sledgehammers on multiple sledgehammers. Yeah. So yeah. what's your uh, what's your take on it? How was it? Oh, it was a blast. Yeah. It was probably one of the better WrestleManias in years. In recent memory, for sure. Yeah, because it was... Well, at least the first half of it was. Even the second... There was no... <laughs> there was really that low moment where you thought, eh. I th- what was it for you, that little low? Because you, you're making a face at me. Well, I, well, the thing was, after after the Kofi Dan O'Brien match, yeah. you, you sort of... It was very tough to follow that up. Mm-hmm. It really was. And, I mean, we saw Randy Orton go out there and, and try to put on a show, but it was kind of tough to do that. We saw the Kurt Angle-Baron Corbin match, which was utterly he unnecessary. Retired, right? Huh? He retired? Yeah, Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt Angle. That was his last match. And he loses. I mean, utterly <laughs> unnecessary. Literally a written thing. Yeah. They couldn't get him a win in his last Yeah, exactly. <laughs> last it, it was fight. the Baron Corbin. It wasn't like it was like the John Cena or the Undertaker or anything. Baron Corbin. Goodness gracious. The Undertaker should have taken him to hell. <laughs> that would have been the best the whole way to go night, The whole night, I was like, we the Undertaker has to come in. The Undertaker has to show up. But he did not. Um, but yeah, in a situation like, I mean, the Triple Makes H. Makes you want him even more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Triple H and, 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 and Dave Bautista, that match was okay. I mean, then again. It was just too. Triple H wasted. There was so much time wasted on that entrance that it, you could have given the women a little bit more time. And I I thought that that was the most egregious thing that happened in, the, in WrestleMania last night. What? The fact that the women were the main event and like it that. didn't kick off until 11.50 p.m. 11.50 was the main event? 11.50. It's late. Super late. Super late. Was it was, good? So your problem wasn't the main event itself; it was the timing of the main. Timing. event. The timing of the main event. Was the just... length of show as a whole. Was... Well, you knew it was going to be a long show going in, right? Oh yeah. Oh of yeah. Course. Absolutely. But some matches went on, went on a lot longer than they needed to. Hmm. Like um, Finn Balor and Bobby Lashley. That should have just been Balor. It, Balor. Yeah. Bang bang bang. That's it. Mm-hmm. Triple H Batista. I get it because of the animosity there for Ric Flair and all that stuff. 
went on a little too long. That the, entrance, the ending tri- made sense. The but ending, you're right. The, the entrance for Triple H, way too long, bro. Forty seconds to a minute, way too long. Mm-hmm. Come out, do your thing, go out in the ring, mm-hmm. do your thing, which they did. Yeah, end it right there. Kurt Angle and Baron Corbin. It was what what it was unnecessary. Yeah, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you didn't like it that much. I loved the first half of it. Like I said, I love you start off the you start off the main you start off the card with Brock Lesnar against Seth Rollins. My I mean, client. Boy, <laughs> yeah, literally. You he said he went out there and he said, if well, if we're not gonna be last, then we're gonna be the first Perfect. ones to kick off the show. And, and hell yeah, they kicked off the show. And it was a way to kick off the show. Yeah. Hell of a start. It was. I have no complaints about the first half. Second the half. The fans was, got the three things they wanted. Yeah. The, and Brock Lesnar losing, Brock, Brock Lesnar, Kofi winning, and, and Becky, Becky Lynch. Lynch winning. Yeah, that's all that mattered to the fans. And 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 I just wanted a good show, to be honest with you. And even you can even say unnecessary was John Cena coming out, but that was pretty cool though. I was really hoping it would have been Taker. I'm t- listen, man. I spent I the whole five hours of watching that damn show thinking Taker was going <laughs> to come out. That's what I really, really wanted. I know. I know. I did too. But where were your seats, Big Mike? I'm curious. Were you like up in the upper levels or the main levels? So I'm curious how the view was. Like, for, if you were sitting I up have top. a picture. You I, were in like a, in in the 300s, weren't you? Yeah, I don't know yeah. what that means. He was about life. he was about midfield. He I, was, like, he was up, little, I feel like up in the air they had like a lot of stuff, you know, covering the ring. So they they did, they I they did have some. Oh, you, you had a great view. Yeah. It, like, like I said, that where the ring was was directly at midfield of the stadium. Oh wow, you had like the best view in the house. Yeah, we had really good yeah. seats. So they so they had this thing where uh, the Randy Orton match, uh, you know, a section of the fans actually couldn't see the the, the event happening because there was this like yeah. beaming light that was hitting them right in the face, so they, it blur, it blurred everything out. So I mean, you know, there were little things here and there that were you know off about it, but listen. The Brock Lesnar match was amazing. was 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 great. It was a great way to start off the ma- the the WrestleMania card. You had the Shane McMahon and the Miz match, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon taking bumps all over the place and that final suplex. Oh my uh, god! Uh, th- that went that landed. They, they fell about like maybe like ten feet, maybe. <laughs> oh, dude, it was unreal. If you can see it on Bleacher Report or something like that, that was awesome. Obviously, the Kofi Kingston match was which was great, mm-hmm. and then everything was sort of. Underwhelmed. For for hmm. you, it was for me at least. Yeah. For me, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. Listen, like we said, it was one of the best ones they put out there in, in recent memory. Yeah, and and in and, and quite some time, it was great. And, and fans got what we wanted. Yeah. So so who's the face now of of the whole company? of the whole company? No, of like like who's like the who's the champion? You know what I mean? There's I so like, many. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I know, but who's like the main guy they target the most now? I feel like if it's not going to be Lesnar. Or... It's going to be Seth Rollins yeah. then. Yeah. Seth it's Rollins Seth because the... he dethroned Brock Lesnar. It was mm. going to be that guy that they're going that to. Roman Reigns was a, was that guy for a little bit, but then he had the uh, leukemia issue where, you know, he had to go away for a while, but he came back. He he I, actually had his win yesterday, which was also sort of a. Yeah, that match went on a little longer, a little longer than, I, than it should have. Yeah. To be Drew McIntyre. Is that a good choice, Seth Rollins? Yeah, 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 I like Seth Rollins. I yeah. think he's a really good, a really good choice. Um, and then on the women's end, yeah, I guess you can say Becky Lynch. They they put her out there as the man. Uh, you know, interesting she's... marketing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, interesting marketing. You know, they have Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch. You know, they have there's the, depth now yeah. in the women's division, and that's a good sign. 
I feel like they would love Ronda Rousey to be the face of women's wrestling. She she was up until yes, you know yeah re- realistically yeah well she yeah, lost she, the, she took the pin too yeah, she took the pin which was oh, botched by the way but I didn't, well, well now whatever. just builds up the better comeback story well apparently even though she already had da- a comeback story apparently she's gonna be down for a little bit she broke her hand oh yeah and so she wants some actually broke her hand and she wants some time yeah, off she did and, want yeah. some time off but this actually forces her to actually take the time off because she yeah. broke her hand mm-hmm. but um mm. hey listen overall round Great of applause show. I thought it was a good show yeah. Like I said, just you know, certain sections here and there. Hopefully, that you didn't spend low. too much money because Vince McMahon's about to lose a lot in the XFL. <laughs> so. I did not spend one dime. <laughs> did not spend one dime. Big Mike, on the other hand, gave him a nice little two hundred dollar check there. Yeah, he's gonna need it. <laughs> he really birthday is. gift. Birthday um, gift. <laughs> one single moment that you can choose from there from from the entire. F- Probably the Kofi six-hour moment. event. Kofi, what was the stadium like, by the way? Because I mean, just watching it with a bunch of guys, mm-hmm. we were. Thrilled, but what was oh it being at the stadium? What was the reaction like from the crowd? Unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable! Everyone was just everyone Drunk. standing, <laughs> standing, applauding. You know, he was so. It was the moment everybody wanted. Everyone it. wanted. That sort of reminds it, me of Daniel Bryan when he won the title. That, that's what it felt like because everyone was so for this moment. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It was so good. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Quick did, little recap. Did you hear about uh do you know who you know who Bret Hart is, obviously, right? Yeah. You heard he got attacked at the Hall of Fame event oh, my. on Saturday? Well someone came into the ring or yeah, something, right? Yeah. A fan jumped into the I ring and tackled that. him. He got destroyed. Oh dude, everybody was out for blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing that, that caught They've my They've been like attention. waiting for someone to do that for so long. <laughs> the only thing that really caught my attention was Braun Strowman. This is behemoth of a dude. <laughs> He's sort of like the big show. It's the last he, place he, I would jump onto a, he like, comes, as a fan, jump into the field to play. Dude, comes, dude comes out like full blown, like speed walking, looking to like just tear the guy apart. I mean, that was yeah. awesome. Uh, uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the road for us here today. Thanks for joining us. It was a great show. We talked co- uh, college basketball, uh, Final Four, and the championship game spoke on the jackass Music. at a 920 start, but it should be really, really good. NCAA. Men's Championship. At Griffin, I'm Renee Canales. Thanks for joining. It should be fun as well. This is Chalk Talk.